0: Fallout, a news podcast with geeks by geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland.
1: Well, hello fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Fallout Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me is my co-host in crime, Mr. Kevin Deason. How's it going, Kevin?
2: Oh, Chris, it's going well. Long time no talk. Um, It's just, I I think we're all getting busy, and it's getting cold. Yep. It's getting interesting. Um, I bought my first Christmas present already, though. I think this is the earliest I've ever bought a gift in my life. Nice. Nice. I I, I just happened to be walking by something, and I saw it out in of my eye. I wasn't out Christmas shopping or anything. I was just wandering, really, just bored one day. So, a perfect gift for my nephew, and I just grabbed it. Awesome. Yeah, I started... If, if I wait, he'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, I
1: started, I don't know, like a month ago, and it's only because I had, like, we have a program through my work where we can order things um, oh, based cool. based on, like, an award system and stuff. So, um, yeah, I ended up ordering something for, because my the adults in my family... So that'd be like me, my wife, my daughters, my son-in-law, my sister, my brother-in-law. We just do a gift exchange. Like uh, I don't want to say Chinese gift exchange because I don't know where that term came from. Because Chinese, I guess, don't do that, but we call Is it
2: Chinese or white elephant. Is white elephant same thing or no? <sighs>
1: I don't know. It's it's when you don't know what the gift is, and you 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 draw numbers, and then you go pick a gift, and then you can either keep it or take someone else's gift.
2: Wait, it might be the same. I've
1: never been a part of one. I'm
2: just aware <laughs> that they. Do this.
1: Yeah, well, I I've done a few like a few over the years. Like uh, the last few years, we've been doing this. Um, rather than you know all the adults buying each other gifts, it's like we'll <clears throat> we'll make money. We'll have you know whatever. Um, we don't need anything right <clears throat> i apologize my allergies are acting up tonight um but yeah no um so I, anyway i bought one one of the gifts for that exchange about a month ago through this program through work um i actually ordered two but the one hasn't come in yet i actually messaged the distributor today because i was like you know it's been like a month like it should be in by now um
0: yeah.
1: and then yeah. Um I I like honestly this Christmas um I'm actually regifting some of my collection. Um <laughs> just because for a couple of reasons. One, um my collection I you know, I collect lots of different things and there's things I just don't need that I think others might find useful or may like. And then not just that, because um, recently, like with my dad passing away, um, you know, it it occurred to me, I should maybe give some things out to people while I'm still here, you know, so they know it came from me and and can appreciate it.
2: Um, So anyway. Now, uh, now, side side note on that one, because I totally understand what you're getting at here. mm -hmm. And there's there's a part of me, uh, two things. There's part of me that's kind of debating that, um, I thought I was going to be a part of a Secret Santa thing that I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm looking around at certain like collectibles and figures and, you know, r- random stuff like that that I have, and I'm like, someone else would enjoy this a lot more than I am. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't want to just donate, nothing against Goodwill or programs like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't want to just donate it I want to give it to someone that I know would enjoy it. Yeah,
0: so, exactly. Oh, I'm,
2: yep. I'm, yeah, I'm very much debating doing something like that. Um, but also, uh, I my grandmother, when she was still alive, she did that, you know, um, for Christmas one year for a lot of people. She gave them things that it was, I want you to have this. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to give them the things as gifts while she was around to see the person receive it. Yeah. Um, at the time, she wasn't sick or anything. However, because nothing was said, I mean, I, now I totally understand what she was going for and everything, but nothing was said about it. So I pulled my mom aside. I was like, what's going on? Was she given, like, you know, a month to live or something like that? What the heck's happening? She's given everything away. So my only thought is, if you end up giving people things that you want them to have in this manner... Make sure they know that you're okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like it, it's just for my uh, my two nephews and my niece. Um, just because they have so many toys and everything already, there's really nothing I could give them that would. Um, I don't know. Would it wouldn't be special? Uh, whereas, yeah. like you know the you know these things that I'm giving them are, are going to be special because. Um, Like, when my dad passed away, one thing I noticed because, like, um, my dad's wife kind of, like, packed everything up and didn't really give us anything, uh, which is really unfortunate. Um, But, like, my dad over the years has given me numerous things. You know, like, he used to buy me hockey jerseys all the time. Um, So I was able to give away a lot of those hockey jerseys that my dad bought me. Because I, I'm not going to wear them. They're just taking up space in my closet. So I gave them to people um, that I knew would appreciate having something that my dad had given me. Mm. And the the unfortunate thing is I didn't really have a lot to give my, my nieces and nephews. Because uh, they're younger. And, I, you know, like I gave my niece a hockey puck that my dad gave me. And I gave my one nephew uh, uh, a San Francisco 49ers um hard hat that I had like actually I bought it for my dad but uh years ago but he- so he kept it in his garage that whole time um so I gave that to my other nephew um but I had some I had some cool stuff in my collection that is literally just collecting dust so I told my sister I was like you know I think I'm just going to give them some stuff that way they know it's for me um yeah and she's like yeah that's a great idea because like even even her and my uh uh my brother-in-law like they're running out of, you know because their kids have everything you know like what more what more toys or whatever are they gonna need um so they're looking at like alternatives for for christmas this year like like um doing like a family um weekend away type of thing instead of a bunch of gifts like you know like just trying you know because yeah like like they have everything but um anyway yeah, that's what, that's three of my gifts is stuff I'm re Um So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to buy this Christmas. Because um, my kids are older, so, like, they're just going to get, like, gift cards and stuff like that anyway. Because, you know, they know what they need, so it's just best to do it that that way. But, um, how do we get
2: on this tangent? I can't even remember now. Um, we we're just talking. I, <laughs> I I just mentioned how this was the earliest I've Oh this was right, like, I'll, I'll,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that time of year, you know. Um, my wife is decorating uh, our house uh, this week while I'm away at work uh, because I I hate decorating. I don't. I, I actually don't mind cleaning, <laughs> it. like taking it down and putting it away. I like that part um i just hate my house being a mess for that time um so i just told her like well i'm away at work why don't you you know you guys decorate for christmas because we also want to wait till after remembrance day um which would be veterans day in 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 the states um because last few years it's kind of been a thing up here like where people have been noticing if people put out their christmas decorations before remembrance day and it it they kind of get blasted on social media so everyone it's kind of become a thing now where you have, you wait till after November 11th to put up your Christmas decorations. I don't know if that's a thing in the states. Do you guys do that as well or
2: <laughs> Well, it's it's weird. So because the thing for the states is we got Thanksgiving there the last Thursday of right. November. Right. Right. Yeah. So for a lot of people, you're either gone on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or you're with, you're hosting Thanksgiving. Yeah. So to have all the chaos of putting up the tree and the decorations and everything on top of cooking or going to this giant meal, a lot of people don't want to deal with both at the same time.
0: Mm,
2: yeah. Um, and then after Thanksgiving is the official Christmas, you know, Black Friday is the official Christmas shopping season kickoff. Yeah. However, that has changed the last couple of years because I think with online and I think, mm-hmm. uh, COVID era, it's not really like, oh, let's cram thousands of people into one store and stand in line for hours. Like, uh, yeah. people got kind of beyond that, but, um, Veterans Day for us is now the, I would say the unofficial start because, um, last weekend, this past weekend, as we record was Veterans Day. Yep. Stores were packed. Like, now it's the lines going around in crazy circles and everything, you know. Stores were packed. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's now the unofficial start for things happening. Um, for me, um, for, you know, pe- people that follow me online and, and links at the end of the sh- you know, we will shut up or links at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um My day job, I have to take a test. Um, and then I'm set. I'm locked in for that position. Mm-hmm for as long as i have it um so i've just been like studying for that test and not doing anything else yeah for weeks now i take it this coming saturday as we record this upcoming saturday and i'm like okay i'm gonna take that test and then that then it's out of my hands you know, the, the anxiety, I mean, I'll still be nervous about it, but overall, the anxiety, everything's gone. It's out of my hands now. I've studied, I've done all I can, I've taken it. What can I do to distract myself? So I think I'm going to decorate this coming weekend, which is before Thanksgiving, but just yeah. to get, just to take my mind off of it, just to do something else for a little bit. Yeah. I, I think that would be it. Now, my mom, um, my one of my duties, even when I was still living there, was I'm the one going up to the attic and carrying down all the decorations, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, box upon box upon box of them. And then she'll take about a week to go through all the boxes and decide what she wants because she has so many, she kind of rotates them. Oh, this was just out last year, let me put up something else instead, yeah. And then the, the empty boxes don't go up to the attic, they go in storage, not all the way up for a little bit, and then <laughs> they come back down. Yep. but that means a weekend where I might decorate now is a weekend I have to travel, go there, go up and down to the attic about twenty times, mm-hmm. and then come home. So there's weekend I can't decorate either. Um, I don't think anyone gets made fun of. There's like I know people that it's easier. Like their trees and their stuff is so complicated and and such a to do that they just kind of wrap it up and put it in a corner. Like, mm. oh, you know, here, um let's say uh the tree is in the living room. We have a closet just off of the living room downstairs. The tree just goes into that closet for the year. Yeah. And then they don't have to deal with it. So it can be brought out at any time. Um I know a lot of people that they want it decorated by Thanksgiving because they want that focus while they have company over and everything. So I I wouldn't say people are mocked or anything. The only thing that gets me and gets a lot of people is seeing real trees out on the curb to be picked up with trash on December 26th or, even worse, night the 25th. Mm. It's like, how much do you not enjoy Christmas that you're taking it down that quickly? Yeah. Yeah, well, normally,
1: like, uh, like a couple things. I kind of forgot that... uh, for you guys, yeah, Thanksgiving. Your Thanksgiving is between um, your your Veterans Day and uh, Christmas. Like in Canada, like our Thanksgiving's on October. And uh, I know uh, from what I can gather in the states, like some for some families, Thanksgiving's bigger than than Christmas. Um, whereas Canada, that's not, really not the case. Um, but. Anyway, get back to with decorating. Um, for years, like yeah, we would just like out. Halloween was over, Halloween decorations were put away, and we were putting up Christmas stuff. And I mean, we mm-hmm. still we still honored the veterans on Remembrance Day. Um, like I know, like my family, <clears throat> because uh, like my grandpa, both my grandpas served in the military. Uh, Like, my grandpa on my mom's side actually fought in World War II. I had a couple uncles that fought in World War II and also in Korea. Actually, my great-grandpa on my dad's side fought in both World Wars. Uh, So, like, we have, you know, a rich military history in our family. So Remembrance Day is always a a big thing. We always go to Remembrance Day ceremonies unless, like, as an adult, like with with me having to work – sometimes i don't have that option um but i know i like i remember as a kid like my mom and dad like we went to ceremonies every year like it was not a question but at the same time we'd also decorate like it's just these last i want to say like five years with social media that people are getting called out for putting their decorations up you know using air quotes too soon um you know and now people kind of wait till after Remembrance Day because they just don't want to be hassled. Um, but I remember growing up, like my, like I said, my grandpa fought in World War II and he didn't care. Like he, he loved Christmas. Like it, it did matter to him. Um, but yeah, I, but I don't know if it's because like our World War II veterans are, well, there's, I don't think there's any World War One veterans anymore. Um, and the World War Two veterans are very few now. I don't know if maybe that's the reasoning why people are thinking it's disrespectful to do that. I I, I don't know, but anyway, that's just kind of the vibe that uh, where I live, where we kind of get that. So now people just wait till afternoon. And I mean, it's only eleven days because you like I said, normally it was like November first, the day after Halloween. Halloween goes down, Christmas goes up. Um... Because that's typically what the stores do. So everyone kind of just oh, followed yeah. with what the stores did, right? Um, but you know, it's it's not a big deal waiting eleven days, I guess. But
0: uh. well, and and
2: I I think one of the factors we're not mentioned here, though, that you got to throw in is whether or not the tree's real. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Because if you if you have a real tree, you might you might wait closer to Christmas just so it looks a bit more fuller. Yeah, like... Um, you know, less needles on the ground
1: and everything. Yeah, you might you might decorate everything else, but put up a tree until, like, yeah, closer to Christmas. But, I mean, like, in my mm. family, we've had a fake tree since I was, like, 12. Um, basically, it's like when my mom and dad bought their newer house, like my, you know, because they had brand-new carpets, and everything was new, my mom didn't want a tree in there to like ruin her carpet. So we had to buy a fake one and we've just kept a fake one ever since. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Christmas. It's probably my favorite time of year. Um, minus the cold. Like I, I would love to celebrate Christmas in a tropical climate one year just to try it out. But (laughs) we'll see. But anyway, um, Real quickly, um, we uh, we uh, of course have listeners that listen to this podcast, and uh, you know we appreciate every one of you. Uh, but I found out um, when we had my dad's celebration of life that uh, my good buddy Bryce uh, said he got his coworker listening to our podcasts. So Bryce and his wow. co- coworker are listening. I and unfortunately I didn't get Bryce's coworker's name. Um, but, uh, yeah, big hearty welcome to them, uh, to all our new listeners and to all our regular listeners. Thank you for making us part of your day. It's much appreciated. Um, all right. So now, uh, we unfortunately have to go to our in memoriam segment. So this is the segment that we do where we talk about celebrities that unfortunately passed away in between recording Reload. It's Um, the first one I have on my list is Richard Mole. Um, Mm -hmm. he played Bull from Night Court. Uh, Richard Mole, the actor best known for playing the bailiff, uh, Nostradamus Bull Shannon. I had no idea his first name was Nostradamus. I I I totally didn't remember that. Um,
2: Uh, it was a whole plot of, but I I love that show. I've watched it so many times, but yeah, it was a whole plot of an episode where they find out his real name. Oh, okay. Yeah. you,
1: you know, I used to watch uh, Night Court every day, like, in the 90s. It was one of those after-school sitcoms. Night Court, Cheers, Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, there was WKRP in Cincinnati. That's how I got into watching that show. Um, but, yeah, it's been years since I watched Night Court. But, I, I mean, I still love it. Um, so, yeah, he played Bull Shannon for nine season on NBC's original courtroom comedy, Night Court... He died at the age of eighty. He died peacefully on October twenty sixth at his home in Big Bear Lake, California, according to his longtime publicist Jeff Sanderson. A cause of death was not immediately known. Um, so yeah, um, that sucks. He, he was a bull was great.
2: I love that guy. But uh, now he <clears throat> he was also the voice of. Harvey Dent and Two Face on Batman the Animated series. Huh. I think I remember I think I remember something about that. He
1: also did a guest appearance on Babylon 5. I want to say in the first season. He he basically played a thug. Um but in that episode he had hair and a beard. So it's hard to 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 realize, like, I don't think I realized that at the time. I just mm. thought, man, that guy looks familiar. Um, but then, yeah, like, when I went through his uh, uh, filmography, it's like, oh, that was that guy. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, he, he played a, th- a thug in, in an episode, so.
2: Well, and the crazy thing is, because there's <clears throat> the Night Court reboot, Next Generation, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, and it... um I, um, someone that works on the show, we follow each other on Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, every, you know, when a new episode airs, I'll, I'll just write a little thing to him. You know, I enjoyed it. I, you know, and I know what he does on the show. So, just be like, oh, I enjoyed that. That was cool. You <coughs> know, yeah, whatever short little message. <coughs> Sorry, I got oh. allergies and stuff acting up here. No worries. Um, no worries. But, uh, he, I think he shared a picture. I don't think he had it himself. I think he shared it. There's only two cast members alive from Night Court. Hmm. Um, John cat Dan Fielding. Yep. And um, Roz. Yes. Um, yeah. Crap! I can't remember the actress's name right now. I can't either. But um, but uh, they're the only two left. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. It's not like I mean, Bull. I, I was shocked that Bull was um, eighty. Honestly, I yeah. had I would have never guessed that in a million years. No,
1: no, but yes, at the same time because I remember thinking like he was in his forties in the eighties, and I mean that's forty years ago now. <laughs>
2: you know, like it, yeah, and, it, it, it creeps up I, on I, you. I think that. True. And I think that's it. I think it's that I wouldn't have guessed that he was in his 40s then. I would have guessed that, you know, he shaved his head and he has an a, a interesting, unique look because of his height and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would have guessed, oh, he just looks older than he is. Yeah. But like, our, our, our tangent here, because we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you've wa- you watched some wrestling over the years. Yep. Uh when wcw was number one for a little while when they brought in like hogan and all these you know former wwe people Mm um wwe was making fun of them and they it was uh like hulk hogan versus roddy piper in a cage match on a wcw pay-per-view and um wwe's making fun of it calling it age in the cage Yep. Like, oh, these guys are so old. Watch WWE for our new stars, like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and everything. Piper and Hogan were 44 and 45. Yep.
0: <laughs>
2: and were considered old and washed up. And I'm just like, oh my god, remember when, that, when we thought they were old mm-hmm. at 44 and
0: 45?
1: <laughs> yep. But, to be fair, that's a hard life. So, like, being forty to forty five as a wrestler is a long time. When you you know when you well, consider and, what they've been and, through.
2: I, I, oh, I mean not only what their what their bodies went through in the ring, but height of the eighties, you know, the amount of cocaine mm-hmm. and alcohol oh, and yeah. everything else that is yep. free flowing and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. They them them in their forties and people now in their forties are vastly different. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like it, yeah. It just—I don't
1: know. It seems like people look younger now as they get older. Like it's—I don't know. I guess maybe it's the way we carry ourselves. Um. Maybe. Yeah, it's,
2: I, I think everyone not smoking inside helps.
1: I yeah, I think that makes a big difference. I honestly do. Yeah.
2: Um. I told my kid, I'm like, yeah, you used to go into restaurants. Everyone's smoking. There's just a cloud over everything, mm-hmm. no matter where you went. And I, oh, when I told him that nurses used to smoke in the hospitals, he was losing his mind. Yep. Yeah. But no. Yeah, it, you go back far enough.
0: That's the way it was.
1: Well, and it's crazy because, it, like, um, you go to someone who's you know like a smoker's house now, and you come out of it, and you can smell it on you, right? Um, oh yeah. But back then, everyone's house was a smoker's house. So you never Mm smelt it. You never smelt it on yourself. Like, everyone was climatized to it. Now nobody's climatized to it. And, yeah, I think we're, you know, like, I mean, we've come a long way in terms of, like, nutrition and being more aware, like, counting calories and, you know, sugar content and all that kind of stuff now but yeah i do think that smoking is a big factor in people's health and just looking better um but yeah it's it's crazy but but anyway um yeah richard mole yeah 80 uh years old um yeah great great funny guy um so the next one I have on the list for in memoriam, unfortunately, is Matthew Perry. Um, he drowned to death at the age of fifty-four on October twenty-eighth. Um, that one, I don't know. Some, uh, I, I, I get mixed reactions with Matthew Perry. Like, like when I first heard it, I was shocked, and. Um, very saddened, because one, he you know, like, I, I Friends is one of my favorite sitcoms. it, it, it I just love Friends. Um, and I'm a friend, a fan of Friends, like, before it became popular on streaming. Like, I watched it when it actually aired in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, but Matthew Perry was my favorite. Like, uh, Chandler was my favorite friend in that show Um, and like I know he just uh, released a book a couple years ago uh, about his struggles with addiction and I mean at the time it was kind of you know the tabloid rumor um, that you know he was up and down with his um, addictions Uh, Mm -hmm. because like you know even watching Friends at the time like there were seasons he was so skinny and like it was kind of known you know through the tabloids that he was on drugs um and then when he got bigger uh it was kind of known that he was drinking you know like it it, you know so anyway he had this book come out a couple years ago where he like uh confessed to you know all you know what was going on and it was actually a lot worse than what the tabloids were were telling us Um, like, he'd been to rehab, like, a bunch of times. He had almost died a few times. Um, so, for some people, they weren't shocked that he died, um, because of, you know, knowing what the contents of his book and so on and so forth, but I never actually read it. Um, I just knew that he was in a better place the last time I seen him interviewed, um, so I was shocked, um, but at the same time, not shocked, but I was shocked as a fan because I just, you know, 50, 54, like that's, that's, that's 10 years older than me, you know, like that's, well, 11 years older than me, That like, that's just, that's nuts, that's just way too young. Um, and then, yeah, to, that he drowned in his, his, uh. Uh, jacuzzi or whatever, which you know is you know a serious thing. Like pe- you know, like I don't know if what it's like at, at your local pool or whatever, Kev. But I know at our pool, like there's a 15 minute window. Like you're allowed to be in there 15 minutes, then you have to get out um, because you know of the temperature and all that kind of stuff. Like people actually you know can faint in a jacuzzi mm. because of the temperature. Um, so I don't know if that's what happened to him. I haven't actually heard anything official. But, uh, yeah. Like, I, I was really sad. But then, yeah. Like, talking to some people, you know, they expected it. So it wasn't shocking to them. And then some people were like, actually, he was like my least favorite friend. I'm like, what? Really? I Like, he was my favorite. Um, but... Irregardless, it, it's still sad. It's very sad that uh, that we lost him. Uh, Kevin, what are your
2: thoughts on, on Matthew Perry? So um, my current understanding is there's a – they're doing a toxicology to see if anything was in his system. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that he did not have illegal drugs or alcohol in his system. However, I would also be willing to bet as part of his rehab and health issues and everything, maybe he was on anti-anxiety medicine. Maybe he took medicine to help him sleep at night. Maybe he took medicine for, um, you know, to control like his weight or something like that. Like, I, I'm wondering if he was on something by prescription or whatever than he's in the hot tub. It's late at mm-hmm. night. He's tired. He's he's completely relaxed in there and he just fell asleep and slipped under. Yep. I I think he I, I don't think he like relapsed or something like that. It, it, I just would not be shocked if he, you know, just took something that he was supposed to take by a doctor and he just fell asleep and slipped under it. That's honestly my main guess for it. And, and, I mean, it is possible. I mean,
1: there are medications that you're not supposed to drive when taking or you're not supposed to, you know, operate equipment or um, do strenuous activities. Um, you know, there, there's all of that, too. Plus, um, <clears throat> it could be because of this previous drug use, maybe there was a medical episode. You know, like, I know um, just in my own life, I know a couple of people that passed away from enlarged hearts because of years of addiction, you know, like, and their heart just kind of, you know, they had a heart condition and didn't even know it. And that's what, what, how they died. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to say.
2: Um, well, the, the book you mentioned, the book is sold out everywhere now. Hmm. Um, because it, it was big last, I think it came out last year. I, I feel like I remember asking my aunt about it around uh, some holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had read it and we were talking about it. Um, so that hardcover copy of the book's gone everywhere. They're pushing for a paperback printing of it, but to just the way publishing industry is and schedule and stuff, it's like February or March is the guess. Yeah. To get that printing out so it's, it's starting to creep up on eBay, too, for the price for the thing. Um, I'm going to probably try to borrow hers. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe I'll mention it at Thanksgiving, see if she drops it off around Christmas. Because I'm curious now. But one thing she mentioned is he doesn't remember a lot of Filming Friends. Yeah, that's because crazy. Because the abuse he was doing to his body. He, like, here is arguably the biggest show right now because like we watched it you know our our generation but the next generation's discovering it like we watched i don't know freaking andy griffith or cosby show or night court or you -hmm. know cheers or whatever golden girls like they're just friends is that to them yeah they will find it in syndication or rewatch on netflix or whoever has it right now um so like we we know it better than the person who was on it which is crazy Yep. Um, then th- there's all these stories, like, he had his demons, he had his issues. Yes, but there's so many, st- like, really interesting stories coming out about him. Um, apparently, uh, at one point, there was an episode, who was it? Some actress, I forget who the actress was. Some actress was like, oh, the time I was, I f- filmed scenes for friends that never aired. Um, so the deal the deal was that Chandler and Monica had some big fight. Mm -hmm. They thought, you know, they were broken up for, for a moment or whatever. Um, Chandler goes and hooks up with some waitress that just gets his attention that night. And the actress that was supposed to play the waitress was like, as we were filming it, uh, Matthew Perry stopped. Everything went over to the writers and was like, absolutely not. He said, if I do, if my character does this, America will never forgive me. You will ruin the show. Mm -hmm. They will never, ever forgive me for doing this to her. Like, think of something else. And I was just like, wow, they're not, I mean, he, they made a ton of money. They were going to get paid either way. Yep. And he, you know, had that much um, care, respect, whatever, for his character You know, that he's like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to ruin it. And a lot of other people would just been like, I don't care. It's a job.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll let it go. Um, But I mean, it's. I I think part of it being so big is. Not so much for us, because we've been through a few times now. But for that younger generation, that this is the show that they're watching coming up with. Mm -hmm. This is the first one. This is first death for something like this. Yep. You know, this is someone that's been in their home forever. You know, g- gone. Yep. And I, I think that's why it's so big. Um, honestly, and I think I I thought it was ridiculous at the time because it wasn't my show, but I get it. This reminds me of when John Ritter died. Mm. Yep. And people were all upset and freaking out about it. And I was like, yeah, because these people. Watched Three's company for years, yep, years and years and years, and you know he, every day he was on TV in their home probably. Yep, I think it's the same. You know, this is comparable, probably bigger, honestly. Yeah, well, uh, the
1: thing with John Ritter too is he was m- filming that uh, show, uh, the uh,
2: eight eight simple rule no eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter is that was called?
1: Yeah, something something like that. It. Uh... What's her name from Big Bang Theory was on that?
2: Yeah, she, which she was, I, didn't, I didn't realize that was her till a little bit ago. Yeah,
1: she had some work done since then, so she she looks a <laughs> little different. But um, no, my my wife was watching it at the time, like when he passed away, and and the way they handled it on that show was actually they did a good job. Like they brought in uh, James Garner um, to he played. Um, I want to say Peggy Bundy, um, Katie, Katie, Katie Sigal, yeah. yeah, her, because uh, she was John Ritter's wife on the show. Uh, he played her father, and basically he moves in with them, and David Spade, I think, plays her brother, and they move in to help with the family and stuff. Uh, but it, of course, it wasn't the same because, like, the thing with John Ritter is even at the time he was so so vibrant and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in seemingly good health, and then all of a sudden just, you know, all of a sudden he wasn't feeling good, and then he died. It was, it was shocking. Um, but um, with Matthew Perry, you know, like I said, some people saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming. Um, As far as the book goes, um, because my wife uh, wanted to order it like last year, but I'm like, well, we'll order it when you're ready to read it. You know, like that type of thing. So anyway, when we saw that he died, she's like, order it. <laughs> so I did, and we and she got a copy. Uh, so she's reading that right now. Because my, my I think my oldest daughter, either she read the book or she listened to the audiobook, I think. Somehow we got wind that it's a really good book. Um, so anyway, that's, we got that. Um... But yeah, it's just, it's too bad, you know, hopefully, um, you know, like I know he helped a lot of people, uh, find recovery and get help. So, um, hopefully that will continue in his name going forward. Um, all right. Uh, did you have any other, any, anyone else for In Memoriam that I'm not thinking of?
2: I got two. Okay. All right, so at 81 years old, we had one bad mother shut your mouth die. Hmm. Richard Roundtree, better known as Shaft, passed Mm. since our last recording. I forgot about that. Yeah, and I, I, you know, we had the the Shaft reboot attempt there with Samuel Jackson a little bit ago. Um, But I really think that, like, people kind of have forgotten about, shaft and the, the black exploitation and, and stuff like that and what a iconic time in film that those were too. Yep. Um and I, I couldn't even find I I I was probably tired when I was trying to look for it. But I'm like, I just want to sit down and watch some of these right now. And I couldn't find anything in the moment. So I gotta try that again soon to just deep dive on those for a little bit. But I mean i knew knew the song long before i knew the movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know but i've known stuff for the movie and everything and just the legacy of it and all so you know i want to throw that one out there um but uh personal one since since you and i've recorded last um Mm -hmm. by uh one of my friends who died suddenly oh um for anyone that listens to this as well, or if you're just, you know, into geeky and pop culture podcasts and stuff. Uh, I, I mentioned it, you know, when I hype up things, but I done podcasts and articles and all for years over on the retro network.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh retro network was started by two guys. One of them um, passed away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jason gross, who started the, rediscover the 80s podcast okay and then uh he um he has mask cast as well uh going through stuff for the mask cartoon from the 80s hmm. but um he and uh mickey retro rambler there were talking uh, online a few years ago and They're just like, we should have a hub. We should have a place. You know, you know people that write podcasts. I know people that write podcasts. And they just wanted to come up with, like, a home for everything. And um, I knew Jason because of the leak to go that far back. Yeah. Um, Discovered his site through there, and we got talking a few times. And I did a a guest post on his site on Rediscover the 80s where uh, he he did a – he had a – a piece where he was making fun of the Wendy's super bar when Wendy's had their giant salad bar thing. Mm. And I immediately contacted them. I said, you were out of your mind. So I I did a guest post defending the Wendy's super bar, all the the joy that it gave me as a kid when they were still around and all the stories I had for it. And then we, you know, we just stayed in contact and he started the, he started retro network with Mickey there. And I've done, shows with him and I've done articles for there and um when I had my wrestling podcast they were the ones hosting it uh the wizards podcast is through there I've been on their show a bunch too but um a few weeks ago uh Wednesday night into Thursday morning um I so I I get a text from one of my friends I did the podcast with
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he had seen the news online. He was already awake and on Twitter and Facebook. And I honestly God thought that, and it was through the retro network account. I thought the account was hacked. I thought someone had a sick joke and it was hacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, there's like a private group chat thing. And I went into that and found out. Um, so in, in the group chat for people that, you know, are in, in, You know write and do podcasts and stuff everyone's trade messages everyone's doing what they can everyone's sending well wishes to family but he was a year older than me and it was it was a sudden heart attack out of nowhere and i mean i had talked to him two days beforehand
0: Mm
2: -hmm. uh we did we did a video podcast that will probably never see the light of day now but we did a video one um talked for a good hour and a half, two hours. And I mean, like he, everything seemed perfectly fine. Nothing seemed wrong at all. I always thought he was in better shape than I am. (laughs) Yeah. That, you know, like never ever in a million years would have thought it could happen to him. And I, I don't know if there's any family history of anything like that. I'm not, I'm not going to pry.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not,
2: you know, um, not my business for, you know, things like that. I'm not going to pry. So I don't know if there was any history of anything, if he was born with anything, Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's scary as hell. Oh yeah. And I, you know, heartbreaks for his wife and kids and for everyone there. Um, and I, I ended up taking a day off of work. Cause I was just like, I literally just talk to him, and I yeah. couldn't. I I couldn't. I was like, I'm not going to be in a work mode today. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to be distracted the whole day. I'm going to be talk, calling people and texting people all day. I'm like, I'm I'm done. now yeah. for the day. Yeah, totally understandable. Yeah, but um, if anyone listened to this, hasn't um, check out TRN TV as the YouTube stuff. The Retro Network has links to all of it. But um, Jason did a ton of podcasts when I did um the Hellions Talks one through Retro Network and I talked to Chris on an episode. I, I mm-hmm. talked to Jason on one of them as well. I just re-listened to it within the last couple of weeks. But we just BS for an hour and a half. Yeah. About yeah. getting getting started online and then just silly things and thoughts and opinions and goofing on each other and just enjoying it like Yeah. You know, and I I only got to meet him once. I got to go to a convention and meet him. Book goofing around, like, knowing each other forever. Yeah. You know, and it just... I don't think of myself as old. I don't think of you as old. You know, But and something like this happens, and you think, like, oh, that only happens to old people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no,
1: it's... Yeah, especially when it's suddenly like that. Like, um... Yeah, like, I, I know my uncle, uh, he died of a massive heart attack... Um, and now I'm like a year younger than he was at the, you know, because he passed away 17 years ago now. Um, but yeah, he was just brushing his teeth and he dropped dead. Like it, it's crazy. Um, so like, and they say, you know, when you get to, you know, our, you know, for when you hit your forties, um, you should go make a, a yearly appointment with your doctor you know, just get checked out, do your physical, take the doctor's advice. If he tells you to lay off the sweets or the, whatever the case may be. Um, like I know actually I'm going in next week to see the doctor, um, just to do my, my checkup. Um, but yeah, like that kind of really started when my uncle just died, like, you know, I was like, well, I guess I better, you know, be be on the lookout. And I mean, things have come up over the years that maybe I wouldn't have known had I not been going in to get checked out. Um, like, like, I know like for, for myself, like I'm on a blood pressure pill. Um, I take a one a day aspirin every day, uh, just because of my, my family's history of heart disease. Um, and, and I don't smoke. I, you know, my uncle, unfortunately was a very heavy smoker. Um, but I've never been a smoker other than the occasional cigar. Um, but even that's like rare. Um, for a number of reasons, cigars are very expensive. So
0: <laughs> I, I
1: have a hard time buying one and then, and then smoking it and then it's gone. It's like, i eh. I know, I know it's like not much different than, you know, paying for a you know, an expensive scotch or something, but even that, like I never, when I was a drinker, I didn't do that. Um, yeah, I quit drinking and, and yeah, you got to take care of yourself. And, and they say like, you know, get your, you know, for, for us guys, uh, you got to get your prostate checked, which they can do through blood work now. Um, I know some people are scared about the, the old finger, but you know, and I mean, some doctors might still do that. I'm not. I'm not knocking it if they do. Um. But yeah, all that stuff can be checked on blood work now. So.
0: Well, and you
2: know, a tangent there as well. Um. You know, we got the joke of Canadian healthcare versus American healthcare too. Uh-huh. Yeah. For I'll say like I just took forever. But um, I finally, because I have insurance through the newer job, mm-hmm. and so I finally contacted who I needed to and canceled the old one and transferred everything over. It Took forever, yeah, like these things do. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should actually do a checkup. Yep, with, with this policy, maybe I should actually like go to a doctor. and yep. check out things, and you know my my knees hurt and. You no, know, uh, I, I've, I've had my gluten issues and all sorts of other stuff. I'm like, yeah, this might be a good idea to do soon. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like, um, like, yeah, we got the free healthcare up here. So like, but I mean, it is limited. Um, like I can only go in for a checkup one. Well, no, I can I can go frequently, but I can only get my blood work done. I think every six months, I think, uh, Unless it's an emergency situation, then the doctor can authorize it. But if it's just for a checkup, it's only twice a year, I think. Um, but up here, like, we don't have, like, free eye care unless you're, you know, poor or something. Like, if you can, if you have uh, company coverage, um, or some sort of coverage, you generally have to pay for your eye exams and stuff. Um... Same with dental work. Um, and those are two things like I kind of slip on sometimes. Um, like, I, I, the it only came up last week because my wife uh, needed new glasses because she broke hers. Uh, so we went in to the optometrist, she got checked out, um, and then I just asked him, like, when's the last time I got checked out? Oh, you know, it'll be two years. Oh, okay, well, in February, so... I'll come back in February and I'll get my eyes checked and get a new pair of glasses, I guess. Cause I need them for night driving. Other than that, I got good vision. Um, but it's not something you think about, but they recommend that you go to an optometrist at least every couple of years, because they might see something in your eyes that could be more serious. Cause I like, I know a guy that had eye cancer and he didn't know that until he couldn't see out of his one eye. And then they went in and oh. looked and was like, Oh my God. You have cancer, um, and he lost his eye. Um, you know, like that's something an optometrist would pick up. Same with dental work. Um, I also like I, I know quite a few people. I know a guy that died from a, a dental infection. Um, like it's it's crazy. Like you know, like we we, we gotta take care of ourselves. It just it sucks sometimes, but yeah. But but the thing is too. I mean, I'm not saying this was the case with your friend or anything, but I mean, you could go in, get checked out, your heart's fine, and then the moment you step out of the clinic, you might get a blood clot going through your heart, and you could end up having a heart attack right there. And, you know, like, it, it um, like I know my, my aunt, she passed away from a brain aneurysm, so my, and they say it runs in family. So my mom and her brother and her other sister, they went and got uh, CT scans to check for for aneurysms in their brains, and of course they all came clear. Th- you know, thank thankfully. But the guy at the thing said, you know, once you step out of this machine, uh, a, an aneurysm could form, and we wouldn't know unless you get checked out every day. Yeah, but and that just you know, it's just it's life. I guess you know it sucks sometimes. But I'm I'm so sorry to hear about your friend though, Kev. That that's
2: that's terrible. Yeah, we're doing, um, and I'll probably mention it in the future. as mm-hmm. you know we record pretty regularly. Um, I, I everyone's kind of put together thoughts, and the site is going to do a tribute. We're mm-hmm. not sure what form it will take yet. Okay. Don't know if it's everyone get together on like a Zoom call, if it's going to be everyone writes up a piece, you know, um, it's just, it, it's kind of fresh. And, um, a lot of the people that live near him and are closest are helping the family right now. And that's priority, of course, Yeah, you know, over, let's, you know, film a silly podcast or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but eventually there will be a tribute, and I will probably mention it here and, you know, I'll have a on my social medias when we do it, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely let us know, uh, because yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners are also listeners of, of his, so definitely uh, keep keep us informed. Um, but, um, all right, let's move on to um, some geek news. Ooh. Um, so, have you heard of the newest episode? Well, maybe not the newest episode, but uh, the newest controversial episode of South Park, joining the Pandaverse?
2: Um, I don't know for sure. And what, one, of my, one of my best friends loves South Park. And every so often she'll tell me stuff like, um, the heck when did she tell me? The COVID one that they did. So that would have been yeah. like three years ago, give or take. Um, when they had a the COVID special, she's like, Oh my God, you have to watch this. It was hilarious. But I'm also, how do I word this? There's, there's stuff I'm realizing about South Park as I get older mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, I don't know if I like the show anymore, but yeah. I, I'm not gonna spend my time watching it to make sure. Like, why am I, why am I going to make sure I don't like something that doesn't make sense? Yeah. I got other stuff to watch and, and spend my time on. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of... I think the first couple seasons of South Park, it was something new. It was something funny. There's a lot of clever stuff in there. Yeah. But I... I, I, I And we'll get to it, obviously, because I, I want to hear the story. I think South Park made it seem cool to pretend that... Everything um, is stupid no matter what. Yeah. And everyone is stupid no matter what. Yeah. And I don't think that has helped anything.
1: No. Um, and and I've, I've mentioned this several times on the podcast. I am not a South Park fan. I don't think I've actually sat through an entire episode ever. Maybe one. Um, but every once in a while, they'll they'll hit the nail on the head, and you're like, okay... Like this, mm-hmm. like last year it was the uh, the privacy tour episode where uh, they were making fun of uh, Harry and Meghan. Oh yes, um, yeah. and the, you know they were going on their worldwide privacy tour. Um, so this one uh, joining the pandaverse, basically they're poking fun at Disney, in particular Kathleen Kennedy for all their diverse recasting. Uh, and and also at the same time making fun of the multiverse storytelling that is going on, because um, uh, Car- I think his name's Cartman, the the, the mean little fat guy. Cartman. Um, yeah, so he wakes up and he's like a a black woman, like a sassy black woman now. Um, or no, he thinks he's a sassy black woman, and then all his friends are like diverse. Versions of them, like female diverse versions of themselves. Um, and then he wakes up and then he switches places with that Cartman from a, that other universe. So um, the black, sassy, diverse Cartman is in the in their universe and then he's in their uh, female diverse universe. Um, and then there's like a Cartman version of Kathleen Kennedy. Um, yeah, and I think his, her mandate is for all the movies that she makes is put a chick in it, uh, make her, make her a lesbian and make her lame. That that's like, that's her directives. Um, and yeah, it, I don't know. I've just seen clips of it, but it looks hilarious I'm not a South Park fan, like I said, but it seems like they kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, although, I guess in the end, they kind of make Kathleen Kennedy look like uh, just a incompetent person. Like, she's not evil or anything. Like, you know, like the YouTube, uh, you know, um, commentators kind of make her out to be, but she... I don't know, she uses some sort of, like, Panderverse stone to get, like, ideas for movies, and so that's why, like, the Star Wars movies suck, and or the sequel movies suck, and and all these TV shows and stuff that she's doing stuck, and that's why the Disney stocks are going down. Anyway, it, there's clips of it on YouTube. It, it looks hilarious. Um, I don't subscribe to Paramount+, Plus, so I haven't actually watched the episode, and like I said, I don't know if I would. You know, the clips are good enough for me. Uh, but, yeah, it uh, created a lot of controversy. Uh, I've heard that Kathleen Kennedy's not happy with it. So, um, All right, so my next bit of news. HBO CEO Casey Bloys gave an overview of the network's upcoming slate uh, this last week uh, during a press event in New York. The CEO shared a sneak peek into potential premier dates and production kickoffs for the roster of shows. So here's uh, the list according to him. So in 2024, we are getting Season 2 of House of the Dragon. That's coming in 2024, so next year. If you're a fan of Euphoria, which is going into its third season, if you're a fan of The White Lotus, which is also going into its third season, and you're a fan of The Last of Us, which I am, I really like the first season, Season 2, those three series are not coming out until 2025. So you got to wait over a year to get those shows, if you're fans of those shows. Um, and, yeah, so if you're a Euphoria fan, season three might look a little bit different with Barbie Ferreira no longer part of the cast and the untimely passing of Angus Clouds. So they lost one of their actors on that show. Um... And, yeah, that's basically all I got. I'm just happy that House of the Dragons is coming back for <laughs> next year because I love that first season. I wanted it back this year, damn it, but, uh, you know, as long as it's not 2025, everything else got pushed back but House of the Dragon, so I'm happy. Um, Last of Us Season 2, yeah, I... It, it uh, sucks it got pushed, but I'm willing to wait. Um... Alright, so, and Kev, I know you went and seen this movie. Uh, The Marvels Meltdown. Disney MCU seeing lowest box office opening ever at 47 million plus for the Marvels. Um, So I haven't seen it, Kev, but you've seen it. Yeah. Um, So just from what I've seen, I got a few questions. So. I guess I'll ask you, Kev. What did you think of it? Did Did you
2: like it? We had a blast. That's good. I I I had so much fun watching it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. My kid loved it. There were there was something he was without spoiling. There was something he was hoping for.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's like, I hope this happens. I hope this happens. I hope this happens, and it happened, and he was so excited. Um, I,
1: I've heard one reviewer compare it to Lord, or sorry, to compare it to Thor Love and Thunder. Is that a fair comparison? In terms of like goofiness and silliness and.
2: I mean, there's goofiness and silliness, but not in the Love and Thunder way. Um, how would I word this? Girl bonding movie through the lens of superheroes. So let's say something like Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Mm. Or something like that. Like I, I don't want to say Thelma and Louise because we're not going that serious with it. Yeah. Um. But girl bonding road trip through the lens of superheroes. So things come out, revelations come out, a little bit of infighting, but overall bonding, still the adventures, big story in the end, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's a girl girl's road trip through superheroes. Yeah, that works. Um,
1: I know there's some questionable, like, th- like, writing decisions that were made like again minor spoilers here for anyone um but if captain marvel could restart the crease sun at any time why didn't she do it at the beginning
2: she didn't think she, she didn't know she could okay the idea comes up in the third act okay and the idea comes up from someone else and carol Jen's versus is like i can't do that and it's like no you it's possible. Okay. So she she never had the idea or anything. Okay. She never knew. She never and it's like no if you if you do if you push yourself if you do this this and this it's possible that you could do it. Okay,
1: so this cool. one's a big spoiler. Um, so if you if you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead ten minutes and we should be done. Um, the Beast CGI was it was it bad? I heard it was bad.
2: I honestly, um, cause it, like it, it already been spoiled for me, but mm-hmm. I was okay with it being spoiled because I knew I was going with my kid and I'm like, okay, I, I, I knew I, there were things online that said, you know, something, something's brought in in the end credit. I was like, all right, is it something he's seen and knows about? Mm-hmm. And that was my concern. I'm like, I want him to be excited for this. But if it's something he's never seen, he's not going to care. Yeah. Or he's going to ask who is that. So I kind of purposely spoiled it for myself so I could know what it was. So then we're I'm like, oh, let's just watch random YouTube ones about Marvel movies, buddy. He didn't know why. But then by the time we saw it, I was like, oh, my God. So I was so excited for the moment. I didn't even pay attention to CGI. It is different CGI than the third X-Men movie. It's definitely different.
1: Well, the thing with the third X Men movie, like you know, like obviously Kelsey Grammer doing jumps and all that—that that was CGI. But
0: his, right,
1: his was actually makeup, like his close-ups.
2: That's true. Yeah. So I would say it—it it didn't look okay. It was obviously Kelsey Grammer, so they probably had him in one of those suits with you know the little tennis ball things yeah. all over it. Um Yeah. I'll go with that. I don't think there was a, a bit of makeup at all. I think it was all CGI. And so it's not going to look the same as yeah. practical effect. I don't think it looked bad. It, just, it was different. Yeah.
1: Um, what about the, the singing scene? I, I, I'm told that it is cringy.
2: No. Freaking hysterical. Okay. Um, all right. It's not blatant. And it took me a bit to catch up and I was remembering things from the first Captain Marvel movie, and I'm remembering things from the comics and all. So here's the thing with Captain Marvel, with Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Because it's Marvel, and because it's Disney, and because they pretty much want her to be Wonder Woman for Marvel. Yep. She is, she, like, she's been, and, and and her, like, they did crap things to her in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Like she was a destroyed character. Oh she yeah. She's been brought back and made much, much better. Um, Carol's gay. I don't care what anyone says she is. And there are all these hints and winks and nods in mm-hmm. everything, but it has not been flat out said. Has it not been flat out said? Cause Disney won't allow it. I don't know, but she's freaking gay. So when you take some of these scenes that people are like, well, this is weird, this doesn't make sense, and this is cringy and all, and you realize, okay, go into this movie assuming she's gay, stuff makes a lot more sense. A lot more sense. Like, there's a joke. So the 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 singing part, the joke is they go to a planet where the planet's form of communication is in song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting like i could see that in any sci-fi movie like this planet sings and that's their language yeah it sounds like singing toast, but for them it's their natural language i'm like that's kind of an interesting little take and the the prince of this planet that's singing and doing this whole routine with carol he suddenly turns and he just he just speaks like normal and uh kamala khan and, and monica are like what what just happened he's just speaking normal carol goes oh he's bilingual and it's just, it's a silly little joke. I lost it. I did not see the yeah. joke coming. So I laughed way too hard because I never saw it coming. But then when I'm like, oh my God, she's gay. He's bilingual. I'm like, the whole thing's a joke. Yeah. Holy crap. Now, like, that was when it was all started coming together. And there's another scene where I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, this is here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I'm not writing, you know a college term paper where I'm going to come up with three examples from the movie and use it to prove my point. I'm like, Oh no, it's here.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is definitely going on in this movie. And they're just, if you know, it's there, it's there. But if you don't know, you're not going to realize it at all. Hmm. Um, I honestly though, like I, I think they, I think they should have marketed it a certain way. Mm-hmm I think we're at the, you know, how come we only have one girl figure for G.I. Joe and He-Man and Transformers and everything else? Like, it's that logic. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a girl movie? Well, boys aren't going to want to go see it. Freaking Young Justice, one of the greatest cartoon series ever, got canceled because boys weren't buying enough toys. And But their their girl audience was huge. And they're like, no, we want boys to watch this and buy our toys. Yeah. Uh, Who cares? People are like, girls are watching it too. Who cares? But that's not what they've marketed for. Yeah. I think they should have flat out leaned into here's a movie for the girls and here's a movie for the gays. Honestly. Mm -hmm. I think they should have just full on leaned into it. Um, you, You could have had this. You know how Black Panther for your black community is more than a superhero movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: I think you could do something with Carol for gay community that is like, this is more than a superhero movie. Yeah. This is, a, I I'm not including myself by saying this. Um, but I, think you would have a group say, this is our movie. Yep. I think you absolutely could have. Um, but, I don't think that they can really lean into it because of Disney and and selling the movie in other countries. Like, we've already Mm. seen stuff where they have, you know, oh, the China release, we have to edit this out. And in this country, we have to edit this out. Yeah. I think they flat out did as much as they could that they then didn't have to edit out. Yeah. For, um, but I think some people are missing the point of it because of that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be Captain America. It's not going to be Iron Man. It's also not trying to be. Yeah. But in that in that like girl road trip thing, the heart of it, I honestly God would make Kamala Khan the new heart of the Marvel universe. Yeah, that actress is just so infectious, and she has such a her joy of playing this role comes through in every second she's on camera. I would make her like what Iron Man was before Endgame. I would make her like the linchpin of MCU. She's the one that reminds everyone what it means to be a hero. She's the one that keeps people on task. She's the one that doesn't give up and moves things forward. And she's the one that connects to everyone. I would absolutely make her the center.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, because, like, yeah, one of one of the positives I've been hearing about this film is her. Like, she mm. is just a delight. And I and I kind of knew that was going to come because I liked Ms. Marvel the show.
2: Ms. Marvel, so good.
1: Like, yeah, like a lot of people didn't give it a chance, I don't think, Be- but I just, I, she was so genuine, you know, to me, her genuine, I don't even know if this is, where genuality, um, is like right there with Tom Holland for, you know, him being as enthusiastic, you know, being Spider-Man, that's what she brings, mm-hmm. you know,
2: I would love to see those two in a movie. And, and we're, well, and let's think because we're gonna get there, and and part of the problem for Marvel, and I'm not getting into the Variety article because I think part of that was bullshit and a hatchet job mm. to attack Marvel. I think some of it was like that's not quite what's true, and yeah. you're trying to you're trying to crap on them. Um, we have the first Iron Man movie. We have the tease with Nick Fury. It's just a tease. None of us knew what was going to happen. And then we get the little things like, here's Thor's hammer showing up at then. Like, here's all these little things. Yeah. We had no idea Avengers was coming. So by the time we get to Avengers, it's like, wow, this is amazing. We've been introduced to all these characters in other movies, and now they're all teaming up. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And we thought that was as good as it was ever going to get. Then, holy shit, here comes Infinity War and Endgame, which is one of the greatest accomplishments in all of film Mm -hmm. to have pulled that off. Yep. So now we know this exists, and this can be done. But then we gotta step back. Like, okay, we... You know, it's almost like every four years when you have the Olympics, Mm -hmm. and whatever the host country is has to build everything new. Yep. And then it's over, and... Now we got to go to a new country and we got to start all over again. Yep. We ha- we got to start all over again. Shane cheese a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of this stuff is fun, but everyone's like how's it tie-in? How's it tie-in? We had 10 years. Yep. <laughs> to get from Iron Man to Endgame. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> yep. We had 10 years. Calm down. But oh, that said and I'm I'm a Marvel apologist, I know. We're also at the point now of, okay, I have all these puzzle pieces. Can someone give me a picture of the box the puzzle came in so I know what I'm trying to build? Yeah. Because I got all these things here, and I don't know how they're how they're supposed to fit together. There are two things at the end of the marbles that you're like, oh, here we go. It We're not quite full puzzle. We're not quite what we're all expecting for kang Dynasty to be in Secret Wars but the puzzle got a little bit clearer at the end of this you're like okay we're doing that we're doing that let's go uh, it, uh these pieces are all here i'm excited now i'm starting to get a picture of where we're going yeah and yeah the the two things that happen at the end are very exciting yeah i seen
1: yeah i, I think i seen them both okay. um I haven't seen the movie yet, but it's been spoiled online and stuff. But Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I do intend to go to it when it comes to my local, um, because I, I like to support my local. Um, and I will go see this one, uh, if anything, just for Kamala, because, like I said, I, lo- I love Miss Marvel.
2: She's, she- she's so good. Um, Goose, the Flirkin cat, <coughs> there is stuff with that cat that I was losing it over. I was I embarrassed myself in the theater because I was just flipping out over stuff, and I'm like, as much as I went ahead and spoiled the ending because I wanted to know what was coming, there were things in that movie I never saw coming, and I was so happy. Excellent.
1: Um, yeah, and and that's the the comp- one of the complaints with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe aside from like because they're putting out all this content. And you know, I know people complain, like, well, who is this Miss Marvel? I didn't watch that show. Why should I have to watch a show to understand, you know, then don't watch the show. You know, just take her character as a character in this movie. Like, if you want to know more about her, go back and rewatch the show. It's there.
2: You also um, don't really have to. Here's a girl yeah. with superpowers that that hero worships Carol Danvers. Okay. So yeah. there, there's little kids that hero worships Spider-Man. There's little kids that hero worship. You know, baseball players and, you know, rock stars and whatever. Like, it's an easy concept to get your head around. Yep. In this world full of superheroes, here's a girl that happens to have some powers, and she's modeling her life after her hero. Yeah, Makes sense.
1: And and I like what they've done with her in the MCU. Like, she's wearing the, the bangles, and that's sort of the source of her power and stuff. Like, I guess she's also a mutant, I guess, maybe. But I, I'm glad they went away from the stretchy... Powers, because that's so hard to pull off in live action. Like even Mister Fantastic, I'm still kind of eh, because uh, with with it kind of looking goofy. So I'm kind of happy with with the changes they made with her in Ms. Marvel. I think it worked. Um, but yeah, like this uh, this sh- movie is something different. Uh, there might be some of the underlying formulaic. Marvel stuff, you know, where you got to have a big CGI battle and
0: oh
2: yeah,
1: you know, and I kind of wish they would get away from that and change it up a little bit. Like Shang Chi, like I said, go off quick tangent. One of one of my biggest complaints about Shang Chi is that should have been a street level movie. He should have been fighting people on the street. It should have been, you know. The, you know, not him fighting CGI dragons and, and opening portals and stuff like that. Like, yes, that can also be part of the character, but maybe built up to it in the next movie. Yeah. You know, like, let's do the Shang-Chi with him, you know, fighting crime on the streets. Like, maybe, you know, bring the hand back, and he's fighting, you know, the hand. Um, But ir- irregardless, um, you know, I, I applaud them, you know, doing something different. Um, but, yeah, they uh, another thing with Marvel, too, is they really need to dial back the budgets, you know. Um, if you're going to spend $300 million on a movie, it should be something like Endgame. Yeah. Um, but I think it's... Honestly, I think it's because, uh, you know, like they give these, you know, new directors and stuff. And I'm all for bringing new people in, but, you know, you had the Russo brothers that kind of kept everything on a tight leash and, and, it worked. Um, you need more of that. I think and I almost think that Kevin Feige is just juggling too many balls. Uh, you can't keep it, you know, kind of like the way JJ Abrams is with all his different projects. Like he can't keep his focus on one thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm glad you liked it, Kev. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out and, uh, Anyway, we got more Marvel movie news. Uh, Captain America 4, speaking of stuff that get, is getting moved, has been moved to f- February 14th, 2025. Yeah. Um, and I got a quote here. It's due to bad test screenings, so they have to do reshoots. Uh,
2: how? I, because, okay, we had the writer's strike, we had the actor strike which just got solved, there is no way that movie was finished, edited, and test-screened during all of this.
1: Yeah, well, I had heard rumors that it was done. Um, But, yeah, as far as the test screenings and stuff, I have no idea. Um,
2: But Now... I could Now, the only test screening I could see is if it's like Feige and some other Marvel architects are like, this isn't working for this, where we need this movie to fit and what it has to tell and set up, it's not working.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's what I it was. I could see that. Because th- that's what happened with
2: Daredevil. Like, what,
1: yeah. why they scrapped those eight episodes, I guess they did.
2: Yeah. No, I could see that. I don't think they actually had an audience like you or me or, you know, whatever the equivalent is for someone like you or me in Hollywood that gets to see stuff early. I don't think it's anyone like that. I think it's your people guiding the whole MCU are like, okay, what we need this movie to do, it's not doing, so let's rearrange it. I could see that. But reshoots happen all the time Mm -hmm. for everything. And, again, because of those strikes, that movie was getting pushed back no matter what. Yeah. Even if this movie came out perfect with everything else, it was getting everything's getting pushed back. Yeah. So, I I really feel and I I'm, I I notice it more and more. Um, when something is success successful, people want to take it down. Mm-hmm. And MC is successful, so any misstep, any anything that people can latch onto, they're like, "Oh, it's awful! Oh, it's this!" I'm like, stuff happens. Not every movie's perfect. Not every movie's going to be the greatest thing in the world. And movies need reshoots and stuff. Things happen. Yep. You know, I, I've been a Kevin Smith fan from the moment he got on the scene. You know how many movies he's announced that didn't happen? Yep. It's not, it's not like, oh, my God, he's such a failure. Stuff happens in film. Yep. People move away from projects. Things get canceled. Stuff happens. Friggin' that Batgirl movie sounds like it was going to be incredible, but Warner's decided to write it off. Yep. You know, I'm just. That, again, yes, I am a Marvel apologist, but you know, can't stuff just be fun and and for people like you or me, let's just let the movie be made and then enjoy it. Yeah. And and one one of the, sorry tangent here, this has been bubbling. <laughs> um, an example for me is wrestling mm-hmm. in that all right uh like there's pay-per-view uh, as we record this there's pay-per-view coming up in two weeks and everyone's predicting they think this person's going to come back this person's coming back this is going to happen and you know what's going to happen they're going to be mad that the thing that they thought was going to happen that was never promised that didn't was never guarantee. guaranteed yeah didn't happen and then a year from now and they're going to be mad and say the whole show sucked and it was awful because the thing they wanted to happen didn't happen. And then a year from now, when they rewatch that same event for what it is and not their expectations, they're going to go, oh, that was really fun. Because you're now you're watching it for what it is and not this this baggage that you brought to it that it never asked for. Yep. And I, I think a lot of people have that with the Marvel movies, with DC movies, with a lot of things. Oh, I'm mad because the thing I wanted to happen didn't happen. Well, you're not the one that wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep.
1: Um, so the last bit of, of, uh, news I have, again, it's Marvel movie news. Uh, the Thunderbolts movie is delayed until July 25th, 2025, mm. which eh. I was more excited for Captain America, to be honest with you, even though it's Sam Wilson, I'm a Steve Rogers guy myself, but you know, if it's a cat movie, I'll watch it. Um, but, yeah, we had to had to expect that. Did you have any uh, other news there, Kev?
2: Well, so the only Marvel movie we're getting 2024 is Deadpool 3. Yes. Because of all this. Now, Deadpool 3 is going to be a big movie. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just like, oh, my God, we're only getting one Marvel movie. And then I thought, maybe this is a good thing. Kind of take mm-hmm. a breather. Let some yeah. stuff happen. Like, the, 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 this could be a blessing in disguise here. I mean... And, 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 like anyway, this trick could be a good thing. <laughs> when you when you
1: think about it, these last twelve months, what did we have? We had Wakanda Forever, we had mm-hmm. Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. we had Guardians Three, mm-hmm. uh, we had um, the Marvels, mm-hmm. uh, not including season two of Loki, yeah, not including uh, Werewolf by Night, not including yeah. the Guardians Christmas special,
2: yeah, Secret Invasion.
1: See, oh yeah, I, I I actually did forget about that one. I didn't I didn't finish that, but. We've had all this content, like it's 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 too much, you know. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Um, and sometimes I wish we could go back to yeah, when we only had one Marvel movie come out a year, and it was amazing. Yeah. You know, it stayed in theaters for three or four months. Like you went back and repeatedly watched it because it was the only thing to watch, and it was awesome. Yeah, so, and, and
2: then, like not not to beat the dead horse with it, because I know I keep bringing it up here and other places. Um. Once this te- my test is out of the way, I'm like, oh my god, let me finally watch stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let me finally read stuff. And you know what's going to be nice is knowing I got a break of no new things because of the strike. And yes, I'm sorry for people that went forever without a paycheck. Yeah, I hope you're all okay. Yeah, but for me as a consumer of these things, it means. I got months before you're done writing and filming this stuff, which means I got those months to catch up on things. Cause there's so much, I, we are in such a oversaturation mm-hmm. of geek properties and it's wonderful. And it's great. And I'm very thankful, but I don't have enough time in my day. Yeah. But maybe I could catch up with some of this stuff now.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, Deadpool 3 is going to be huge. My kids already asking, me, he's like, is it going to be rated R? I said, I think it's going to be rated R. Do you think they'll have a PG-13 version? I'm like, Oh, that would be really smart if they did. Mm-hmm. If they released two versions, that'd be brilliant. I don't know if they will or not. But I'm, I'm already deciding, Like, okay, I might go see it. To, be like, why is it rated R? If it's rated R because they drop an F-bomb more than once, whatever. I'll take them to it. Yeah. If it's rated R because it's way too gory or way too sexual, different story. You know, yeah. like, I, I might go see it and make a decision. But, um, Captain America 4, with the subtitle being New World Order, I'm very curious. Is this, like, Iron Man armors have leaked? Is this scrolls being around? Is, like, what's the New World Order? I think you could do a real interesting story where a black Captain America is not accepted. Well... Be really interesting. I was hoping...
1: And, you know, again, I don't want to get my hopes up because, you know, I don't want to be one of those fans that gets upset when his, right, dream, right. his dreams don't come <laughs> true.
2: Like, like, right, like I just said, yeah. <laughs>
1: but when I hear New World Order, I think of the Red Skull. I think of... Because he had... Like, that was basically his Third Reich, right? Like, that mm-hmm. was his yeah. his group, the New World Order. Um. So, now that... Uh, the Red Skull is free from his servitude to that stone? Does he make his way back to Earth somehow? Does he decide to? Like, I know it seemed like he was a spirit, like he kind of found his way. He was a spiritual guy, like when we've seen him in Infinity War and Endgame. But you take that away from him, maybe he might go back to his
2: Nazi roots. Well, you could, you could use a Red Skull story... And it will be coming out in 2025 as a very interesting allegory for Russian fascism without flat out saying it.
1: Yeah, well, and I mean, people are uh, like, I know, like with what happened in the news with uh, the actor who plays Kang. And will he be playing Kang? Are they going to recast Kang? Are they going to, you know, like now the rumor is that they're going to go with Doctor Doom as the big bad for the upcoming MCU. I keep saying, you have the Red Skull. Like the, he's still out there. Like he, had, like his, he's the most evil villain in Marvel Comics, in my opinion. Like he is pure evil. Um. And he he would make an excellent villain. Like he's you know, changed reality with the Cosmic Cube and 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 done all these. Like they they've done some incredible uh Captain America's stories with the red skull. Like, I just like bring him back.
0: Well and
2: many thoughts here. Um there's a there's a Joker panel. I forget if it's from the Marvel DC crossover or if it's just Joker going after Nazis or whatever. But it's a Joker saying, I might be a homicidal psychopath, but I'm not a racist. Yeah. Holy shit! Like it's so wrong, but it's brilliant too. Yeah, he kills um, everyone equally. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the Kang thing, because I mean, all right, the way I've been predicting uh, this this path, it's doomed by Secret Wars either way. Mm-hmm. No matter yeah. what, like it, it, it's doomed by then, no matter what. Um, but also you got the whole idea of Kang and the variants. You could easily recast this character, and it fits with the plot of the story. Easily. Yeah. Other than... Like, the, oh, he's a, he's a slightly different-looking Kang from another reality. Which... Like, that's all you have to say. Which would have
1: been easy enough to do, if not for that post credit scene at Ant-Man and the Wasp, when you literally <laughs> see thousands of the same guy. True. And it's like... Ugh. If they hadn't done that, then yeah, absolutely, they could have uh, done that because we, we've they've already done it where we've seen different versions of characters, um, like the Spidermans. You know, like they're yeah. they're all Peter Parkers. They all have very similar origins, but they're different people
2: essentially. Now, Dublin back there for twenty twenty five, there is a crazy rumor for Thunderbolts that the team in the poster, the team that's been announced, is not going to be the actual team in the movie. And it's a bait and switch, much like the Thunderbolts comic was. Well, i got to
1: figure, like, Baron, because, like, they released, because, yeah, at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier, did he get away, Baron Zemo? Yep. So he's out there, Mm -hmm. and he is a Baron. Like, that's one of the things I loved about Falcon Winter Soldier is they established that he is actually a Baron. So I was like that's cool. You know, like in the movie it was kind of implied he was just a smart military dude for that country. Yeah. Um but he's actually a baron, so and he's actually rich. So that was kind of cool. Uh he has the mask cuz he puts it on. So that that has to have some sort of significance later down the line. Um and plus he's a he's a fantastic actor that guy. Like he plays that character awesome. Um and also if you're going to do Thunderbolt, I know this is a, the more like the 2000s version of Thunderbolts, but mm. you know, if you're if you ha- if you're casting Harrison Ford to replace John Hurt,
2: or no, not John Hurt. Um Oh, um Is it John Hurt? No. I can't. remember. I, I know you mean Thunderbolt Ross. I cannot remember. Yeah. Oh, I can't.
1: John Hurt's the English guy. Um William Hurt. William yeah. Hurt. So, r- unfortunately, William Hurt passed away. They're bringing in Harrison Ford t- to play Thunderbolt Ross. He's got to be the Red Hulk. Like, I mean, that's just got to be a thing that happens in this movie. Um, because otherwise, wh- why even recast Thunderbolt Ross? He so could have just had him die off-screen. But, but Harrison Ford is a good replacement. But, uh, um. Yeah, it just sucked losing William Hurt. Um. All right. So yeah, well, that would be really cool actually if it was a bait and switch, where yeah, maybe it's like a Suicide Squad type of thing where
0: yeah, these guys are in the...
2: the first ten minutes of the movie and then here's the real team. Yeah. But anywho, um, yeah. let's move
1: on to our brain candy segment. Uh, So this is the segment where we talk about things that we've been watching, reading, listening to, whatever. But I'm going to kick it off just because this also kind of fits in with news as well. So the new season of Rick and Morty uh, just dropped, I think, as of three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um, And as we reported uh, earlier this year, um, Justin Roiland, who is one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty, uh, was fired from Rick and Morty um, because of uh, uh, domestic assault allegations, uh, which I think he was found innocent of, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, but anyway, when when he was, you know, had a trial date set and all this other stuff, um, Rick and Morty, they fired him and but they were left with a dilemma because just Roiland is also the voice actor behind the title characters. He played both Rick and Morty. Um, so for this new season, we have Ian Cardone uh, playing Rick Sanchez and we have Harry Belden playing uh, Morty Smith. Um, so I've watched the first, I didn't watch this week's episode yet. Um, I, I, like, admittedly, I'm still a Rick and Morty fan. I, it, whenever a new season comes out, I always watch it. Um, that's one of the few shows that I actually, um, cause getting Cartoon Network in Canada is kind of a pain in the ass because you have to subscribe to, it's basically like basic cable where you got to subscribe to the streaming app to get all these channels to get this one show that I want to watch on this one channel. Um, so rather than pay like 30 bucks a month or whatever it is for the streaming service up here, uh, I'm just going to pay the $30 for the season for Rick and Morty. So, cause that's all I want. I don't want any of the other crap that, they, that they're trying to pawn on me. Um, so sorry, a little, little tangent there on,
2: because yes,
1: you know, like I thought when I cut the cord, I was getting away from this crap, but you know, now streaming is doing it. Um, so anyway, uh, I've watched two or three episodes with these guys. They're doing good voice work replacing Justin Roiland. Um, the only thing that I find um, is Justin Roiland when he would do his, um, like when he would be in his, in studio doing his recordings. Um, sometimes he would go off script, and he would like do a lot of improv. A lot of, you know, because uh, Rick, the character, tends to rant a lot, and he would say weird shit or stupid shit, and, and um, you know, sometimes it was topical stuff. Uh, so he would go on these rants, and every once in a while, Morty would do it, too. Um, so I'm noticing that that doesn't happen anymore, just because these guys aren't the co-creators, like the co-creator, who's also the voice actor, can get away with this, like... So they would just animate his his rants into the show. Um, so with these guys, they're just reading their script and that's it. So there isn't as many of those kind of improvised rants, um, which I kind of miss. But uh, but overall, yeah, it's 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 been a good season so far. Um, I finally finished Foundation season two on Apple Plus. Definitely a lot better this season. Definitely a show that should be binged rather than watch it weekly. I watched the first four episodes. I think when they came because they release an episode a week type of thing, right? And then I got busy with my dad. You know, my dad being sick and traveling and all that kind of stuff. I um, so I just binged the last like six episodes, and that's the way to watch this show. You got to binge it. Uh, you got to watch episode after episode. So you don't miss things because I think, you know, but between weeks you tend to, because f- there's so much information being pumped on the show and it, and it's not, I'm not complaining. It's really good. Um, but it should be binged. Um, my only complaints about this season, uh, there was too many fake out deaths in the final few episodes, which I felt, which I felt was unnecessary. Um, because season, season three, it's established that the end of this season takes place 152 years in the future. So some of these people that had fake-out deaths aren't even going to be there next season because they're going to be dead for real. Um, so I don't know why. what was with all the fake-out deaths. Um, I thought it kind of took away from some of the, po- the poignancy of, of some of their sacrifices. Um, but anyway, overall... Uh season 2 was better than season 1, but i recommend watching both of them. Um yeah, it 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 looks fantastic. Um I would say the special effects are right up there with any Star Wars show that Disney's doing. Um there isn't a lot of space battles. Uh I mean this is more of a a thinking man's uh TV show. A lot more talking. Uh but there are some space battles. Um, and like uh, the the and I and I do think that uh, George Lucas borrowed some ideas from this because th- this show is based on Isaac Asimov's Foundation books, which predate Star Wars. So some of the things that you got you, you'll notice in the show is they refer to the Galactic Empire because that's what the Foundation is fighting against is the Galactic Empire. Again, this predates Star Wars. Um, And also, the capital city of uh, the Galactic Empire is a a planet called Trantor, which is a city uh, planet. Like, the whole planet's a city. So, again, that's an idea that we saw in the prequel trilogy when we saw Coruscant, uh, but I really think George Lucas lifted that from, from foundation. Um... And then also, because uh, the, the Foundation is putting together the Encyclopedia Galactica. I think that's where Glenn Larson got the name Galactica for Battlestar Galactica. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty neat. I, I like it. I mean, they obviously it's not exactly like the books. They had to change quite a bit. Uh, some of the characters are gender-swapped. But I don't find it jarring myself. I think it works. Um, so yeah. Definitely check it out. Uh, speaking of Apple Plus, For All Mankind Season 4 just started. I watched the pilot episode of Season 4. Uh, I finished it yesterday. Still a great series. I'm assuming this must be the last season. Unless they're going to go into the future. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, For All Mankind, it's like one of my favorite shows. It's one I have to watch every week when it comes out. And I'm the only person I know that watches it. Like I'm telling, like I keep telling people, this is so good. But a lot of people don't want to subscribe to Apple Plus. But Apple Plus actually has a lot of good shows. Um, but yeah, it's another streaming service, and people are just getting tired of all these different streaming services. Um, and then I had a little commentary here. I never did finish Ahsoka. Ah. Uh, a uh, little tidbit I f- I found out: Ahsoka has more runtime than the original trilogy of movies, the original Star Wars trilogy.
0: Hmm.
1: And I can't tell you exactly what's happening with that show. Like, it, there's so much wasted uh, time, wasted effort. Um, I I don't blame the actors. I think it's honestly Dave <laughs> Phil- Dave Sorry. Filoni. Oh, no worries. Um, I love Dave Filoni. He's a good Star Wars animation guy, but live action without, um, uh, what's his name there, kind of helping him out, John Favreau, he's just not cutting it. Like, this is a boring show. You know, like, we finally see Grand Admiral Thrawn in live action, and it was still a letdown because he seems so dumb. Like, Timothy Zahn wrote him as such a smart character that you were like, yeah, I can see this guy winning, you know, defeating the Republic and taking the Empire back, you know, taking it over. Um, But with this show, like, I just don't see that. Like, I don't know. But maybe one day I'll get to it. I, you know, get to finishing it, but I'm not... uh, not hold my breath, and then I haven't checked out Loki season two. I'm going to check it out. I heard it was I heard mixed things, so I, I want to take, I want to watch, watch it and judge for myself. Um, so, Kev, what do you got this week for brain candy?
2: Uh, like we're saying, speaking of things behind on. Um, I haven't done Ahsoka yet. I still haven't done Andor. Andor's great. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I want to. I just haven't got to it yet, and I still haven't done Loki.
1: The the thing I love about oh, like Loki season one,
2: no, I did season one.
1: Avatar okay,
0: season
1: two. Okay, the thing I love about Andor is it's the focus isn't the Jedi or it's it's just regular people, you know, trying to fight against this, you know, authoritative regime. You know, like it's it's fascinating. It's it's it to me, it's it's a Cold War show, and it and it's fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Like, it's probably my favorite Disney plus Star Wars series. Like, I would say Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 are my favorite. And then Andor, for sure. Season 3 of of, of uh, Mandalorian, I wish had been better. Honestly, I wish they would have just had, had it be a Bo-Katan season. Because she's still a Mandalorian. You know, it could be about her getting her status back as a Mandalorian.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and Katie Sackhoff, I love her. Like she's just one of my favorite actresses, one of my favorite pop culture icons. Like she seems like such a cool person. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I think honestly, like them bringing uh, Grogu back and Din Jarn back in in Boba Fett. Well, having them together again, that was way too soon, and it was clearly just. Disney saying no 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 we can't sideline grogu we need to sell toys um so i think had they not done that and just had season three focus on bo katan becoming the leader of her people and then maybe at the end of it grogu could come back you know at the end of season three but anyway it's done and over with (laughs) But yeah, I know you've been busy with that test. So, um, uh, when when do you do your test? When is when's that happening?
2: Saturday is scheduled
1: for four hours.
2: Saturday four hours. Can't can't bring my phone in because that could be a cheating device. Yeah, can't like it, it's locked down hardcore. So yeah, but no, I I got to watch stuff with my kit. Well, that's good. That's like if he's with me that's it there's nothing else going on yeah. other than what he wants to do that's that's my role and you know friends family they know that i'm unavailable yep you Absolutely. know unless it's something with him um so i can't remember i can't remember how far for you know last one what we had watched so far um so yeah, The DC animated universe was about 19 movies that are all kind of tied in together. Mm-hmm. And we've done all... Was it 19? Maybe not 19. That seems like a lot. But maybe it was. Um, but we did those. We actually did a lot of them twice. Because he enjoyed them so much we went back through and watched some of them again. Nice, um, and, and then it, it ends and that's it for that whole series of movies. But then the new ones come out are something called the Tomorrowverse is what they're basing it on. Hmm. And it was when DC did like Rebirth and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, there was what was it called? Like Superman, Man of Tomorrow something like that. It's Superman versus Parasite and Lobo. Hmm. It's not bad. You know, it, it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was alright. Then they do um just, uh, Justice Society World War II, hmm. which is, um, Flash accidentally goes back in time, not in a flashpoint way, just he runs so fast he accidentally goes back in time and he ends up in World War II with the Justice Society. And it's all Golden Age heroes. And Flash, Barry Allen Flash in this version is like, well, what's going on here? What's happening? And what do they call you? Warm the Flash. And they're like, we already have a Flash. And it's Jake Eric. Yeah. It's Golden Age. And it's just, you know, them fighting Nazis. And it's World War II era Wonder Woman and Our Man. are a Golden Age version of Black Canary. I'm like, this is fun. Yeah. You, you just don't see this. It's JSA. You don't see it. So that movie was lots of fun. And my kid is getting more and more into history. He's asking about wars. He's asking how countries were formed. He's asking about presidents. Like, he's just fascinated by history for stuff and learning. Like, he's teaching me stuff. We'll go to some of his favorite YouTubers who are all about history and just learn about stuff. Hmm. And it's a blast. I'm like, all right, we're not watching, you know, so nothing against it. Nothing against it at all. But we're not watching someone play Minecraft or Roblox or whatever. Yeah. We're watching, you know, like we're in school pretty much for some of this stuff. It's just amazing to me. Um, So he got kicked out of it for the World War II part. And then I said, we need to watch something for Halloween. I'm, I'm trying to think of something scary or whatever. You know, safe scary for kids. Yeah. We were going to do Goosebumps. But the next movie coming up for Tomorrowverse is part one and two adapting Batman the Long Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I was like oh my god I just read that like last year finally. And that's so good. And I, I know the twists and turns coming but he doesn't know. Yeah. And so the whole series is a mystery who's the holiday killer. And all sorts of Batman bad guys show up throughout the movie. It's so good and he's trying to guess it. He's trying to solve the mystery of who it is and playing along with it. And when they reveal who it was, he was so mad. What? What? And I was like, the clues were there all along. I knew because I read it. Yeah. So I, I knew who it was going to be. I said, but I didn't have a clue when I was reading it. It was a shock to me when I read it. I only knew the cartoon movie because I read it. Yeah. He was like, so you knew and you didn't tell me? I said, that's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. To try to figure it out. And then when you don't figure it out, it's even more fun because you were so sure about it. Yep. And like he wanted to re, we didn't, but he wanted to rewatch it and try to look for clues and everything for it. It was just it's a it's Batman as a detective story, not as a superhero story. Mm -hmm. So good. Um. So the next tomorrow verse was what was it called? Green Lantern, Beware My Power, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's Jon Stewart's first week on the job. It's a Green Lantern. So, and he's trying to stop, a uh, Rand Thanagar war. Mm. First, first week on jobs. So that was yeah. good and really interesting. Um, then they did, uh, we watched a ton of them. They did Justice League War World, which is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are brought into the war world in DC. Mm-hmm. But the, the way that it works, they don't know where they are. They don't know that they're trapped on this thing and they're put in rooms or locations or whatever they're called in the war world that are different points in history. So like wonder woman's in the old West, Batman's in like a barbarian age. So it's like different takes on them as they're trying to figure out like, okay, this isn't right. And I know it's not right. And I know I need to get back to whatever my quote reality is. Yeah. But I also am aware that if I die here, I die for real too. Yeah. So they're trying to fight their way through. We were having so much fun. I'm like, man, this is interesting. Like all of these movies, they're connected, but they're not connected. There's different, there's things going on where you're like, well, this Justice Society doesn't know about the Justice League and the Justice League seem to form out of nowhere, but they've been around for years. I'm like, this is kind of interesting. Well, the movie that gets released in January is Crisis on Infinite Earths Part One. Mm. I go, oh, my God, they're not connected. They're showing us the different Earths to all come together. And I'm like, oh, so we're speculating now. We're like, what if they bring in other DC animated? Like, what if Batman the Animated Series is on here, too? Or or Super Friends or whatever. So we are heavily speculating this Tomorrowverse might have multiple different versions of DC characters. Mm -hmm. If it does, like, I'm buying that DVD day one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As soon as there's a trailer... I'm going to know for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I cannot wait. Um so yeah, we've been doing that. Uh and we also we rewatched um uh Enter the Spider-Verse across Spider-Verse whatever the second. Oh one
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Rewatch that cuz it's on Netflix in the States now. I caught even more stuff I never caught the first time. That movie's just so much fun. Both of them are. Love the hell out of those movies. Yeah, I got to rewatch that one. Yeah. It was good. Really yep. good. Um, and just because I'm thinking of my kid, I'm thinking stuff he likes. I should have brought this up in the news. It will be a future thing that I've read that I'll talk about. Chris, guess what's finally coming out 30 plus years later? The version of Batman that they wrote and drew in case Jason Todd lived. Hmm. When they did the 1-800 number? Yeah. They wrote and drew and created both versions of that issue because they had such a short window to get it to press. So both versions, whether he lived or died, were created. They never released the one where he lived. And yeah. they have found it in the archives and they're going to release it as a one shot and just show what the story would have been. And that's supposed to be out in December. Crazy. I I have to get it. I'm so curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy when you think about that. Like, the you know, pay to, to, to kill Jason Todd or keep him around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the good old days. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we can call this a podcast. Um, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. Um So, uh, if you go over to... Just looking for it here. You can check out my comic book picks at randomnerdness.blogspot.com I pick... You know, I go through the... What's coming out that week. I pick out the comics that uh, I feel like checking out. And and I um, take a screenshot of what I'll be picking up. And uh, I buy all my books digitally, so I don't actually go to a store, unfortunately. But... If you want to check that out, that's at randomnerdist.blogspot.com. Uh, we do have a episode of Track 171, which will be coming out, I believe, next week uh, with our beta crew. Uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, here at uh, at the, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. And Kevin, where can we find you, sir?
2: You can find me. Uh, everything is switched over. As far as I know, I did find one straggler. Mm. But as far as I know, everything should be at Hellion's Team, hellenesteam.com. And like I mentioned before, other podcasts and writings I did are over at The Retro Network. Excellent. Excellent. Um, All right, so next week, tentatively,
1: we have uh, an episode of the Pop Culture Pub planned. And our topic is going to be dating pop culture introductions. I believe this was a topic Kevin uh, submitted um, so the premise is when dating someone or married to someone were you introduced to something in pop culture you had not known before so we're each gonna bring two examples of being introduced to something in pop culture by uh, someone we were dating so be on the lookout for that um, alright well on behalf of my co-host Kevin decent and myself Chris Lockhart I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded. This was the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. And we will return with more Geek Fallout Reloaded in about two weeks. So see you then.
2: We're not scared to lose it all, security's run through the